Hello, I'm Pastor Keith Babb III, and I want to thank you so much for tuning into the podcast of the Way Church of Tampa Bay. Our desire is that as a result of the word, that you no longer settle with simply coming to church, but you become the church. I pray that you enjoy this broadcast and that it challenges you, that it convicts you, and that it changes you. Thank you again, and let's enter into today's message. Hey, quickly, I don't... I don't need to do any formalities. I want us to take up our Bibles. I believe the Lord is pleased with all that has been said thus far. I believe the atmosphere is now prepared for the Lord to speak. Hallelujah. If you can, take up your Bibles. I want you to go to Proverbs chapter 16. Proverbs chapter 16. Reading just one verse, verse number six. Reading from the King James Version of the Bible. And the Bible reads as thus, in mercy and truth. Somebody say truth. The Bible then says, atonement is provided for iniquity. And by the fear of the Lord, one departs from evil. Somebody shout evil. In mercy and truth, atonement is provided for iniquity. And by the fear of the Lord, one departs from evil. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to minister from this subject this morning, and I need y'all attention this morning. Um, and if, you have, if you're not in the habit of taking notes, I need you to take notes as well this morning. I want to minister from this thought, where evil dwells. Where evil dwells. Tell your neighbor, where evil dwells. Thank you for your service, Cartes. As the disciples asked Jesus to teach them how to pray in Matthew 6, I believe one of the most overlooked portion of those instructions is found in verse number 13. And he admonishes these disciples to pray this, but deliver us from evil. I think we overlook that portion. We, we love our father's prayer. Matter of fact, anybody who ever played sports in high school, when I played football, they used to ask us to pray our father's prayer. Uh, and, and I need us to notice something about this prayer. It's easy to pray for the praise of God. We see that in verse number nine. We love to pray the providence of God. We want his will to be done in our lives. We find that in verse number 10. We love, you know, church folk love to pray for the provision of God. We find that in verse number 11. And many of us know how to run to the altar and pray for the pardon of God. We find that in verse number 12. But many of us don't pray with the level of authority and urgency that we need as it declares in verse number 13 to pray against watch this the perverseness of this world yeah I don't know about anybody else but this world is very perverse and the wicked one he asked us to pray deliver us from evil somebody say evil and it's significant to note the reason why what I see in this text and these instructions from Jesus is that he says, despite, watch this, the goodness of God that we might experience in this journey called life, we will encounter evil. I don't care how well your baby is matriculating through school. Somebody say the goodness of God. I know that you've got this wonderful marriage and your man love you so much. Somebody say the goodness of God. But despite the goodness of God that we experience in life, you will encounter somebody say evil. I think that's one of the things that is hard to wrap our minds around as believers. Uh, and this is why I know we don't like this, but you can just turn on the news for somebody to say just a minute. Yes, and that we have to endure these senseless school shootings, these sudden suicides and watch this even sin that we shouldn't even speak of. Somebody say evil. And if we can be honest, I don't know about nobody else. These types of evil can cause even the most devout believer to become drained. Uh, it can drain you. It can discourage you in your walk. And matter of fact, I'm just going to be real with you. It can be quite depressing in your walk with God. 
when I'm trying to live for God and I'm, I know that I'm, I'm, I'm experiencing a modicum of his goodness, I still yet encounter, someone say evil. Oh, that can be draining, y'all. That can be discouraging. That can be quite down depressing. And herein lies one of the reasons why Jesus had to tell his disciples to pray, deliver us from evil. Over the course of 2022, the Lord has just been dropping that in my spirit, y'all. When I just saw thing after thing happening, it, it was hard to get the words out as to what to pray. And all I could go around and walk around doing was saying, God, deliver me from evil. Ooh, I don't know about nobody else. When you ain't got the words to pray, I've just been asking God to deliver me from evil. And I want us to see something. Uh, this Greek word, uh, uh, deliver, in Matthew 6, 13, one meaning of that word is to deliver to God and for God. So I need us to understand something, because y'all know folk like to make up definitions for this word evil, but I need us to understand what evil is. That means evil is anything apart from God and against God. So if you've got any area in your life that is apart from God, somebody say, that's evil. You can have your money apart from God and that money be evil. Somebody say that's evil. And anything that is against God, it's against his word. Y'all know how we like to buck his word. I know God that you say that I should turn the other cheek, but I want to slap the cheek. Somebody say that's evil. Anything, watch this, this is an easy and simple definition. Anything that is apart from God or against God, somebody say that's evil. Uh, so Jesus was saying, I need y'all to be delivered from evil. And when we are delivered, I need us to hear something and hear this good. Evil may be present, but evil does not have power over us. The, the, the good news about evil when I'm delivered from it, it might be present in my life, but it'll never have power over me. And the sad reality with a lot of believers is that we allow evil to have power over us. Somebody say the devil is a lie. No, it might be present, but it will not. See, I can be in the face of evil, folk, but your evil, evil behind will not have power over me. Uh, I want to be delivered. Somebody say I want to be delivered from evil. Uh, I want to be delivered from evil. Uh, so hear this. As believers, we may witness evil, but we must, watch this, not be moved by the works of evil. I'm not going to be moved by the works of evil. And here's a word of wisdom. I need somebody to hear this and hear this good. So for all my activists in the place, uh, I don't care how much, watch this, y'all ain't going to like this. Because we prayed this morning, but I need y'all to hear this. No matter how much you pray, somebody say pray. No matter how much you protest, somebody say protest. And not even no matter how many policies, somebody say policies, you put in place. Evil, watch this, will continue to be present until the Lord returns. I need y'all to catch that and catch that good because I don't care how much you pray and I know you're a prayer warrior. I don't care how much you protest. You can go all the way to the Capitol like them folks, them crazy folk did on January the 6th. And I don't care what policies they put in place. Somebody say evil will always be present. I'm going to give you Bible. Notice what Ephesians 2 and 2 declares. That the ruler, somebody say he has dominion. Of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now. Somebody say it's a present work. And those who are disobedient. That means, watch this, the enemy is constantly at work in the earth. And the other thing is, the enemy also has continual workers. So as long as I endure this journey until God returns, until the Lord returns, uh, somebody say evil will be present. So the critical thing that I've got to understand, if evil is going to be present, how do I navigate this journey without evil having power over me? I, God says, Jesus, this is why Jesus says, I need you to pray to be delivered from evil. Uh, and it's important to note, watch this. I just want to drop this off so we have a level of clarity that the enemy, the only reason that, in, that, that evil is present is because the enemy has dominion over territory that did not belong to him. Did y'all hear what I just said? The only reason that evil is present now is because he has, watch his dominion over territory that did not belong to him. 
The only reason he has now has access because Adam fell. Adam was given dominion. Adam gave up the dominion. Now the enemy has dominion over territory that does not belong to him. So here, what I need, I need us to understand. In other words, this is why Jesus also prays this in this same prayer. To let thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In other words, what he's saying is that I need you to regain dominion that the enemy has now taken over. But the only reason why she says that we don't have the dominion that God is saying to now retake is because we have not first been delivered from evil. This is why folk can look like they got God all day in church. And we can run around and shout yet have no power. Because we cannot retake dominion over evil before we're not first delivered from evil. Somebody say, I need to be delivered. Oh, so deli- delivered, delivered. Oh, so watch this. Demonic activity would not have such a stronghold in the earth if we could take back our dominion. But it first requires to be delivered from evil. So therefore, my prayer is over the course of these next few weeks that I teach us how to be delivered from evil. I put it on our screen. I want us to understand how to discern evil. Some of y'all around folk that are just straight evil and you, the only reason you're still around them and the only reason they're still taking advantage of you is because you don't know how to discern evil. Then I've got to know what are the devices of evil? Because you can be around evil folk and think you got so much power but you don't realize they got devices that you are unaware of. That's why the Bible says that we shouldn't be ignorant of the, the devices of the enemy. And then I need us to understand how to defeat evil. But here's the most critical place I think I need us to understand first is where does evil dwell? Because uh, it can look like all is well, but evil might be there. Uh, I want us to examine that. So here's some critical questions we've got to ask ourselves. Is where does evil reside? Am I in the presence of and proximity of evil. Somebody might be saying, Pastor Keith, that's just too simple. Why, why do I need to know the answers to these questions? Because watch this. Although you may think the presence of evil is clearly evident, the reality is evil knows how to mask itself. See, some of y'all think y'all so deep that you just know, no, Pastor Keith, that's evil. But evil, watch this, real evil knows how to mask itself. Uh, I'm going to give y'all Bible. This is why I need y'all to take notes. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 13 through 15. I need us to see what the text says. The Bible says, for such are false apostles. Somebody say false. false. Deceitful workers. Somebody say deceitful. deceitful. And watch this. It says they transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And watch this. Verse number 14 says, no wonder for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing. Watch this. That means somebody say it's easy for them. If his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness, whose end will be according to their works. You've got to be able, watch this, to know where evil dwells. Because watch this. Somebody say it's not that easy. It's not that easy to discern where they dwell because they know how to transform themselves into ministers of righteousness. And watch this. I believe we glean wisdom concerning where evil dwells from our foundational text. Through the wisdom of Solomon. Proverbs 16. I just want to make sure y'all understand this. Opens up by confronting the distorted perspective of men. Uh, Men's perspective is just so warped when it's worldly. We find that in verses 1 through 4. And then he challenges the pride of men. We, we see this in verse number 5. And then we find out how we might be purged from perverseness. This is where we find ourselves planted in verse number 6. In other words, Solomon reveals that one must first know how they found themselves in the presence of evil before they can be purged from evil. Y'all, 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 y'all see what I'm saying? He said their perspective concerning evil was off. And because their perspective of, was off, they did not realize that they were in the midst of evil because they had a level of pride. So in other words, Saul is, Solomon is saying, you've got to know where evil is. Watch this. Before you you can be delivered from evil. 
And this is why we must be aware of where evil dwells in order for us to be delivered from evil. So hear this, I want to walk the text. Somebody say, nobody get mad at the pastor. Don't get mad at me today, all right? I, I need us to see something in our text. Let's look at the text. The Bible says, in mercy and truth. Here's what I need us to understand. Evil does not like to be exposed. Evil does not like to be exposed. Because watch this, the agenda of hell always wants to remain hidden. Did y'all hear what I just said? Somebody say hidden. Uh, It wants to remain hidden. So hear this. I don't care who don't like this. I don't care if you don't like me for saying this. If you can't tell nobody what you're going through, watch this. Evil desires to live with you. Uh, If you don't like to be truthful about your imperfections, evil desires to live with you. Watch this. And if you got a testimony that you don't like to talk about, you're not really delivered. And watch this. Evil desires to live with you. Oh, I need y'all to catch what I do. So somebody say, let me examine myself. Watch this. Consider what God told um, Cain when he attempted to hide the truth of Abel's murder in the good news translation of Genesis 4 and 7. Notice what he says. Because you have done evil, sin is crouching at your door and it wants somebody say to live with you. Uh, it wants to live with you because watch this evil finds delight and, and watch this remains at your door when you're unwilling to expose it. Watch this. If you are unwilling to expose what you're going through, watch it. If I, evil finds delight in you. Oh, that's a sad tragedy, y'all. And then watch this. It says it stays parked at your door because watch this. You make it easy for evil to live with you when you keep evil hidden. Okay, I I hope y'all okay with that. Watch this. The critical questions we got to ask ourselves is, how difficult, watch this, is it for you to expose your sin? Do you find comfort in concealing your sin? Those are critical questions, y'all. Because if not, baby, evil might be your roommate. Oh, tell your neighbor, evil might be your roommate. Because watch this. If people can't check your sin, correct your sin, or confront your sin, then evil finds comfort in you. Okay, y'all don't like that. This is why it's so hard for people to come into a church where people, where the pastor really tries to live out the Bible. We like to go to churches where nobody, where where people um, pat our our sins and pat our imperfections and make us feel comfortable. God just loves me. Yeah, he loves you so much that he wants to check your sin. That's good news. I'm so grateful that I have a God. And this is why folk run out of the church as soon as we confront your sin. As soon as we check your sin. As soon as we want to correct your sin, you running out of the church. Somebody say evil will always be right behind you. Consider, notice what the latter portion of John 3.19 declares. And men love their darkness rather than light because their deeds were, someone say evil. Hear this. It's important to note that if you justify your secrecy and seclusion, watch this, you are really furthering the agenda of Satan. Y'all know we, no, that ain't, yeah, I don't know. It's all right if they don't know that part about me. No, no, I I got a valid reason. I just don't need to be shed the light. But really, when you justify secrecy, watch this, and seclusion, I know y'all don't like this, but you're furthering the agenda of Satan. Because Satan always wants to remain, somebody say, hidden. Watch this. Some believers, watch this, you really believe that they're helping themselves by carrying secrets, but you're not helping nobody, somebody say, to include yourself. But hell. Whenever you keep secrets, in every, whenever you hide secret sin, you're not helping nobody except hell. Oh, see, y'all don't like that. I told y'all, somebody say, don't get mad at the pastor. Oh, watch this. Consider what the beginning portion of James 5, 16 says. Here's why you're going to mess yourself up. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. So watch this. What am I trying to say? You you can never receive healing or somebody say deliverance from trespasses that remain hidden. 
Some of y'all still in bondage. Don't get mad at me. Get mad at his word. Watch this. The reality is, is that you may, might be the holdup on your healing because of what you kept hitting. Did y'all hear what I just said? God said that means, God says, watch this, that healing, the Bible says healing is the children's bread. That means healing is available. This is why Jesus said, watch this, do you want to be healed? Somebody say, it's accessible. If I don't keep stuff hidden. See, y'all ain't want to say that part. There's some stuff y'all still want to keep hidden. And God says, I can heal you. Give you a prime example. There, there's this so-called, somebody say, apostle. That told my wife something concerning what she called a so-called testimony. And she wants to deliver people from the same thing, but she has a problem with sharing it. Somebody say she really not delivered. I don't want no folk trying to deliver me that ain't delivered from stuff themselves. Somebody say, go get delivered. God says healing is available. And really what it revealed to me, it's no knock on her. Really what it revealed to me is that she ain't yet healed. And God says healing is now accessible to you if you just want to keep it. Somebody say hidden. I'm teaching us how to be delivered from evil. Hear this. So this is why evil, this is where evil dwells, where there is no reproach. If you're taking notes, where there is no reproach. Whenever I can be in a place where nobody checks me. Here's one definition of the word reproach. It's to express, and we don't like this, when anybody expresses disappointment or displeasure with a person for conduct that is blameworthy worthy, or in need of amendment. And watch this. No one can express displeasure in evil conduct that is not exposed. We, listen, y'all, y'all want a pastor, y'all want people to lead you by still waters, but you don't want to tell nobody what you're going through. You, I, I want to be all God called me to be. But nobody wants to expose what they're going through. And God says, the way that I'm going to lead you by still waters is if you allow me to put reproach in your life. Sometimes some folk need to tell us, Pastor Keith, what you're doing is not what's up. Y'all heard what I just said? And it's okay for folk to find displeasure in what I'm doing because really what they're trying to do is to make sure that I'm delivered, somebody say, from evil. Help us today. Help us today. And this is why, watch this, evil finds comfort when it remains covered because watch this, when evil is covered, reproach cannot find evil. This is why evil finds comfort in stuff that is covered. It wants, it does not want reproach to find me. Because here's the other thing that I want you to understand concerning evil. The the reason why this first point is so critical, because you can operate in evil and not even know it. So you need to make sure reproach comes your way so that you know what you're doing. Watch this. It's not of God. I know folk that do feel like they're doing exactly what God wants them to do, but nobody's providing, watch this, a level of reproach. I've been in churches where the pastor know they're doing wrong, but nobody addresses it. So they still calling folk out their name. They still, watch this, running folk out the church, and the pastor never addresses it. So they think that they're the spiritual police. And nobody ever gave them or sent them reproach to know what you're doing. Somebody say, it's evil. This is why the old, listen, I love the old church. But some of the stuff that the old church did, somebody say it was wrong. So when God wants, wants, the Bible says that Jesus came to seek and save the lost. So as soon as somebody don't smell like we think they should smell, we tell them to go change your clothes and come back later. As soon as somebody's not wearing what what we think they should wear, we tell them, no, 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 you need to go and get her something. If you can't wear this, you need to get out of church. Watch this. And we think that's of God. But the Bible says with loving kindness have I drawn thee. So we think, watch this, we may have good intentions, but those good intentions, hear me and hear me well, could be somebody say evil. See, y'all don't like that either. 
I know your grandma still go to that old church. Somebody say, help the grandmas. Help the grandmas. Watch this. This is why foundational text speaks of being purged from evil in this manner. In mercy and truth. Somebody say, I need everybody in this church to say this. I need to operate. Somebody say that. In mercy and in truth. If you can't operate in that manner, listen, I'm going to tell you right now, get out of the church. Y'all heard what I just said? Now, I'm going to be all, all kind of me, some kind of way, but your behind got to get out the church. We've got to operate in mercy and in truth. Because some churches know how to operate in mercy, but we don't like to operate in truth. And then some like to operate in truth, but don't know how to do it in mercy. Somebody say they go together. Yeah, they go together. So before you try to deliver somebody from evil, better have some mercy and some truth. Because watch this. Mercy and truth comes to reveal, and that includes reproach. Here's the good news for those who may have reservations concerning reproach. Godly reproach. Somebody say godly. godly. It's always accompanied by mercy and truth. Some of y'all just feel like you got, because I got a title, I need to say something. Because I just know what the word says, I need to say something. But if you ain't got mercy and truth, you ain't got nothing to say. Did y'all hear what I just said? Trying to help our church. Right, this means there's no need to fear reproach because reproach, watch this. Hear this. Ah, I love this. Reproach is only done because we're loved by God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody say mercy. mercy. And it's only done so we can learn from God. Somebody say truth. truth. So if I know that somebody is finding displeasure in what I'm doing, even, watch this, I'm going to help y'all right now. Even if they do it the wrong way. Did y'all hear what I just said? Somebody say, even if they do it the wrong way. That God, in his infinite wisdom, would cause somebody to come and reveal some level of displeasure in what I've been doing before God. Really what God is saying, I know I'm still trying to work out they, they, how they say this stuff. So just, just bear with me, daughter. But I need you to know that you're loved by me. They did not say it the way that I wanted them to say it, but I need you to know all I'm really trying to get you to understand is that I want you to learn from me. Yeah. And listen, when we know that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and that reproach comes my way, somebody say, I got to know it's from God. I got to know it's from God. Listen, God ain't trying to, God ain't trying to slander your name. God ain't trying to throw you under the bus. God just wants you to know you're loved by him. We sung the song. Ooh, that's good news, y'all. Tell your neighbor, I'm loved by him. And tell your neighbor, I want to learn from him. That means our prayer must be that reproach find us. If you really want to receive the love of God and learn from God, somebody say, reproach, find me. And I'm here's for all the, sanct the overly sanctified folk. Somebody say, I need reproach to find me. Because there is some area in your life, watch this, I know you don't like that, like this, but it's evil. Somebody say this, Pastor, too. As long as I'm wrapped in flesh, there's going to be some area in my life that requires, somebody say, reproach. So God, watch this. If you get to a place where reproach no longer comes your way, somebody say, that's a dangerous thing. That may mean God has lifted his love from you. God sin reproach. Somebody say God sin reproach. And this is why Hebrews 12 and 6 reminds us with these words. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens. Somebody say sin reproach. Whew, that's good news. God keeps sending me reproach. I don't know about nobody else, but this pastor, I want to be loved by you. Reproach is the love of God. And this is why evil dwells where there is no reproach. Y'all know, the Bible says, perfect love cast out all fear. Somebody say evil. evil. Fear is evil. So God is saying, I'm sending reproach to cast out all fear. All evil in your life. Oh, that's good news to me. I don't know about nobody else. Uh, because hell does not desire for you to receive the love nor the learning of God. And this is why evil dwells where there is no reproach. Now let's look at the next portion of the text. Where there, 
the Bible says atonement is provi provided for iniquity. Watch this. Evil that is no longer concealed still requires conviction. Yeah. Did y'all catch what I just said? Yeah. Even when evil is revealed, your behind need to be convicted. Right. I've seen folk that have been charged, found guilty, and they look stoic in the courtroom. Watch this, because they are not convicted. Well, they just killed a whole bunch of folk, and I've seen folk laugh. Somebody say that's evil. I don't know about y'all. That's that that now. That's when you see evil, and you know that's just pure evil. What you can do when you can do folk wrong, and you don't feel no kind of way. Somebody say that's evil. I done I done said some stuff to my wife, and I knew it went wrong, and I probably wanted to say it in the beginning, but I felt bad because I knew that thing was somebody say evil. Okay, you can talk to folk any kind of way and not feel bad. Your behind is evil. Huh? So because, watch this. Hear me and hear me good. Evil will still remain. Watch this. And does not care if it is revealed as long as, long as there is no, watch this, repentance. Evil will keep its behind still there. Evil will flaunt itself even when it's revealed as long as there's no repentance. So evil dwells but there was no, somebody say repentance. And the sad reality, watch this, is that we have e believers whose evil is exposed and they will attempt to explain it. Somebody say no repentance. We've got believers whose evil is concealed and will attempt, watch this, to compare their evil. Somebody say no repentance. And then watch this, we got believers whose evil is revealed and they attempt to rationalize their evil. Somebody say no repentance. And somebody say that's evil. It's important to note that anyone, watch this, I need y'all to hear me and hear me good, who attempts to explain their evil, compare their evil, and rationalize their evil, don't have a repentant heart. Y'all know as soon as, y'all done seen this, I, I'm just speaking for myself. When I done got caught in stuff, and I got to tell the girl, now this is what really happened. Now, the, the reason why I got caught up in all of that, y'all, you saw what she had on? She tried me. And really what that reveals, we start feeling sorry for folk like that. Because they, they, these, these, these um, rationales seem so plausible. But really what it is, is revealing that they have an unrepentant heart. So be careful of people who always come up with excuses when they're exposed. I'm going to help some lady. Don't marry him. Okay, y'all heard what I just said? I ain't putting the name on him. I'm just saying don't marry him. If he always got an excuse when his behind is exposed, his heart is not repentant and it's not bent towards you. Somebody say he got a whole bunch of evil. I know he fine. I know he, he know how to talk you. I know he know how to take you out, but his behind is evil. Hey, somebody may be saying, how do I know? Pastor Keith, that sound good. Let, let's look at the text. For godly sorrow produces repentance leading to salvation. Ooh, somebody say godly sorrow. So here, here's what I'm trying to say. Sorrow should always accompany sin. Did y'all hear what I just said? Whenever I sin, sorrow should accompany it. Listen. I know the Bible says that we're drawn away by our own lustful desires. I, I get all of that. But when I, when I sin, I realize it should make me sorrowful. It should make me realize that I've done something to displease God. And folk that can do some nasty stuff and don't feel no kind of way, somebody say they evil. See, we don't like that. And watch this. The reason why sorrow should accompany sin is because sorrow is the only thing that leads you to salvation. Somebody say deliverance. They're not really delivered if they come up with excuses. They're not really delivered if they don't feel bad. I've seen folk, you got to be careful because the enemy is subtle. We'll say stuff like, I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry for what I said. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry for what I did. Somebody say that's not sorrow. That's an excuse to make you feel some kind of way. And then listen, that behind is evil. Somebody say they're evil. They're not really delivered. Be careful of those kind of, don't get in relationship with those kind of folks. Don't do deals with those kind of folks. Don't, don't be in partnerships with those kind of folks because I'm trying to let you know, somebody say they're evil. I done heard folks say, well, listen, I don't need to be around you if you're sorry, but you're not sorry for what you did. 
then take your sorrow behind somewhere, somebody say else. And this is why even if evil is revealed, it desires to dwell where there is no repentance. Evil going to keep us behind right there because repentance is the place of deliverance. And this is why a foundational text declares atonement is provided for iniquity. And this word atonement in our foundational text is the Hebrew word, word kafar. And one definition means to forgive. But forgiveness always requires somebody say repentance. I've got to repent to be forgiven. And one of the reasons why some believers can't be forgiven for their evil is because they are still in fellowship with their evil. Unwilling to repent. Oh, somebody say, help us today, Lord. <sighs> Notice this. Another definition of the word atonement means to cancel, to blot out, or for God to cover. Whew, that's good news to me. Therefore, remember when I talked about how some of us like to cover our sins? But really what we want is the covering of God over our sins. Yeah. Because the covering that God provides when it's exposed, watch this, cancels our sins. Now, I love that. I don't know about y'all, but somebody say, I love that. I love that. I love that. Therefore, this is the covering that we should desire for our evil. Because this means that God cancels our evil. Oh, watch this. I don't know about nobody else, but watch this. This is just for me. Somebody say this to pastor. I don't care what details you know about my evil. I don't care what depths you know about my evil. Because when God covers my evil, somebody say, I'm good. Listen, I don't care. This is why some folk like to tell me, Pastor Keith, you might be saying just a little bit too much. No, I don't care. Because I know my sins have been covered. Listen, you can't use stuff against me that God has covered. I don't care what you know about me. I don't watch this. I don't care what video is out there in the internet world. It ain't no videos, y'all. But I'm just saying, if it was, it ain't no, it ain't no videos, baby. But if it was, I would not care. Listen, I don't. Listen, I done told her about my evil, so I'm good. And even if she care, God has canceled my evil. Because when I repent of my evil, God cancels them. Somebody say God cancels them. Notice this. This is what I'm giving y'all Bible today. I'm giving y'all a lot of Bible. That's what Hebrews 8 and 12 says. For I will be merciful to their unrighteous. Ooh, that's good news. Because I'm an unrighteous uh, dude. Listen. And their sins and their lawless deeds. Watch this. I will remember no more. Somebody shout no more. But watch this. This promise is not accessible to those who do not repent. Who want to try to keep their stuff. Somebody say covered. Somebody say repent today. Repent today. That's good news, y'all. This means God does not remember the evil that we repent from. And here's a word of wisdom. I need somebody to hear this. One of the reasons that some believers are unwilling to repent is because repentance can many times lead to men remembering your evil. You know that? When I got to go for the altar call and the altar call got something to do with alcohol and then everybody know that that's what I'm repenting from. And then we always remember, I remember one time, this is funny to me, um, I was preaching at my former ministry and I talked about how I didn't trust God so I tried to trust myself with Lotto. Somebody say the Lotto. And then I was sharing something and then one of the elders said, no brother, that's your testimony. And I, and I said, you, you write about it and men might remember that but God does not. Because I repented. Somebody say repent. Oh, you can remember that baby but that's how I used to be. That's good news. Nobody wants people to know how they used to be. I didn't always have it together. I didn't always have on a collar. Listen, I didn't always wear my pants on my behind. Somebody say, but I'm delivered. See, y'all don't like that. Y'all see some of my pictures about 15, 20 years ago. Y'all be like, Pastor Keith, got to get it together. But I'm delivered. I'm delivered. And watch this. But here's what I need us to understand. Don't allow men to keep you from repenting from evil. Because watch this. Men cannot kill your soul. Men want to kill your reputation. 
but they can't kill your soul. Men want to slander your name, but men cannot kill your soul. I, they, somebody say they can't kill my soul. Ooh, that's good news to me. I don't care what sin you know concerning me. You can't kill my soul. And this is why, watch this. He admonished us with these words in Matthew 10, 28. And do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. It does not matter if men remember your evil as long as God, God does not remember your evil. Listen, and even the, the most seasoned believer want men to remember their evil. Did y'all hear what I just said? When you're seasoned in your walk, you want folk to know what you've been delivered from. Because the Bible says that we're living epistles read by all men. So I need you. Watch this. Here's what the Bible is. The Bible reveals the fall of man, his redemptive plan, and how men were rescued. So, in other words, if I'm an epistle and all I've got is his redemptive plan, I've been rescued, but I don't never reveal the fall of man, they don't get the full story. I need you to see the full story. Somebody say, I need you to know the full story. I don't care what folk know about me. I'm so glad, listen, I'm contemplating going to my 20-year class reunion. Folk see me now as a pastor, but they knew what I used to be. So now I walk with my head held high. I know you know my dirt, but I also know that I've been delivered. And listen, I don't want nobody trying to minister to me that ain't been delivered from nothing. And this is why, watch this. And here lies one of the reasons why evil dwells where there is no repentance. Because the enemy wants God, watch this, to remember your evil. Me and my wife were talking. Who wants to be in the hands of an angry God? So this is why evil would try, no, justify that thing. No, don't, don't repent, don't feel bad about that. They deserve that. And really what they're saying is evil wants God to remember your evil. Woo. Somebody say that's dangerous. Somebody say repent today. And watch this. This is why Luke 13 5 reminds us with these words. But unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Don't let pride or people keep you from preventing, uh, uh, from repenting. Because not only will you not be delivered, but your subject, somebody say, to perish. And this is why it's important to know where there is no repentance, evil resides. I'm almost done, y'all. Let's look at the last portion of the text. Somebody say, don't get mad at the pastor. Because y'all don't like that. Some, some folk, they, they in church right now, and they all white shouting. But evil is present. Watch this. And the, the, the last portion I want us to see, and by the fear of the Lord. Watch this. Those who do not fear God are always in fellowship with evil. Because it's hard to entertain evil when you first watch this fear of the Lord. It's hard to entertain evil when you got a fear of the Lord. Because if we can be honest, there are some things that you will just not do when you fear God. Listen, I, the money might be right there, but I ain't stealing it when I fear God. I, I, I Listen, I know I want to say it. I, I done said it in my head about 13 or 15 times. But I'm not going to say it because I fear God. I said, and listen, I ain't even standing in some places when I feel God. Listen, I listen, I ain't, I, I just feel God too much. If God come back today, I don't want to be found. Watch that. There. I feel God too much. Somebody say, I feel God too much. But some of y'all don't really feel God. Because one of the reasons why evil is so close and consistent in the lives of so many so-called Christians is because they really don't fear God. And this is why I've seen folk that have stayed in raggedy churches not because they fear God, but because they fear men. I don't want to disappoint this apostle. I don't want to disappoint the prophet of the house. And you know what's going on is wrong. And you fear men more than you fear God. When you fear God, you got some of you, oh, I got to get up out of this place. I remember my wife telling me I got to go. And she said, today. And I said, where we going? She said, I got to go because she feared God. Because watch this. This is why our foundational text, and by the fear of the Lord. Because watch this. 
evil will always dwell where there is no reverence of God. This is how you know if you really reverence God. You can't just be in any place. So the critical question you got to ask yourself is, do you fear the Lord? Do you reverence him so much that you don't want to be in the presence of evil? Listen, I, and I need to make this clear. I'm not talking about where God strategically places you in certain places. Jesus sat with sinners. Listen, I got to talk to folk that don't look like me. I got to be in the presence of folk that don't look like me. But some of y'all, watch this. This is why I said this, this whole fear will cause you not to be in fellowship with evil. Some of y'all in places and in fellowship with the same folk that's doing stuff that you know you're behind should not be doing. Somebody say fellowship. That, that, that means this common bond that I have. I might, I might can be in the presence of evil, but I'm not going to have no common bond with evil. Some of y'all in the wrong places doing the wrong things because you're in fellowship with evil. And watch this. I believe one of the saddest realities with this generation of believers is that many want the favor of God but don't have the fear of God. That's the reason some folk are dancing right now. Oh, Holy Ghost in your power. It's Pentecost Sunday. I, I want your power to fall. We want the favor of God but don't have no level of fear of God. So we shout and still live in sin. So we dance and we still live like demons. So we lift our hands, watch this, and still live like hell. Somebody say, no fear of God. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of that, y'all. Where you can see folk looking, having a form of godliness. But no fear of God. You're doing all this dance. But you're behind, go out them doors and still treat people nasty. You're doing all this shouting. And you still don't know how to speak to folk. You're doing all this lifting of hands. And nothing that comes out of your mouth is holy. Somebody say, the devil is alive. Hey, I listen, I ain't got time to be hanging with folks like that. I'm not saying that we're not all on this journey. But do you love God? Because it's important to note that when you want the favor of God but do not fear God, not only does evil dwell with you, but somebody say, you are a fool. You're a fool. You're, you're a straight fool. And I ain't saying something. Somebody made me say, how do I know? Somebody say, I'm giving you Bible. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Oh, I believe, did I put the next scripture up there? And watch this. When you become a fool, the evil you do is like a sport to a fool. If I really love God, the first thing that's going to keep me from evil is a fear of him. It reminds us, watch this, that fools run to evil. They remain with evil and they rush to evil. It's like a sport to them. And this is why our prayer must be, Lord, cause me, watch this, to fear you. That evil might be far from me. God, I want a reverential fear of you. And this is why, I don't know, for some of y'all who came in here, that I needed to make sure that the atmosphere was filled with prayer so that we don't just approach God so casually. I know we put on our clothes and we think we're going to church. We think we look cute. And all of this becomes a routine and there's no level of reverence for God. God is not into routine, but he wants folk to reverence him. So that means as long, even if we spent 15 minutes in church, it's greater that if we reverence him rather than going through a routine. If you're coming for a routine, somebody say, don't come to church. Because really what you are is a fool. Because watch this. The, the, the Lord, our prayer should be, Lord, teach us to worship you. Teach us to always want you. Teach us to walk with you. Because watch this. Your inability, inability to walk with the Lord will cause evil the ability to walk with you. If I can't consistently fear him, if I can't consistently worship and walk with him and have this level of desire for God, evil will always walk with me. Oh, I'm trying to help somebody today. And this is why we're reminded in Psalm 89.7. I'm giving y'all a whole bunch of scripture. The Bible says God is greatly to be feared in the assembly of the saints and to be held in reverence by all of those, somebody say, around him. In other words, reverence is required for us to be in the presence of the Lord. And this is why the Bible says, let no flesh glory in my presence. 
So watch this. If I don't revere him, that means I'm outside of the presence of God and I'm in fellowship with evil. Somebody say, by default, I'm in fellowship with evil. Somebody say, I'm in fellowship with evil. Reverence is required for us to be in the presence of the Lord. So where there is no reverence for the Lord, we find ourselves in the presence of evil. And this is why evil dwells where there is no reverence. I'm done, y'all. It's important to note that much of our ability to be delivered, watch this, from evil is dependent upon us. Did y'all hear what I just said? It's not a prayer service. It's not us getting together collectively to do some things. It's not us to get together and cast out demons together. Much of our ability to be delivered by evil is dependent upon somebody to say, me. Me, me, me. I don't need a lot of folk laying hands on me. I need me to do something. See, y'all want to get folk to lay hands on you and you can be delivered. Somebody say, yourself. Because many of the reasons why believers find themselves in the presence of evil is personal. It's personal. Ain't nobody get you into that but yourself. Because watch this. Anywhere and anyone where there is no reproach, where there is no repentance, and there is no reverence for the Lord, I promise you, you will find evil. I'm not going to be hanging with folk that don't have no, where no reproach can't find them. I'm not hanging with folk who don't have a level of repentance. And I'm not hanging in places, watch this, where there is no reverence for God. Because I promise you, if you see those characteristics, evil will not be far behind. It's going to keep y'all safe. It's going to keep your babies safe. When you're trying to send your baby somewhere and you don't know if they're going to come back, if they're going to have the level of discernment, give your baby, somebody say this. Y'all heard what I just said? Give y'all babies this. Because they're going to be hanging around folk that, that hang around other children at school that can do bad stuff and don't feel bad about it. I know folk call my, my son a crybaby sometimes. I say he cry a lot. But really what it reveals is that he's sorry for what he's done. And then we got our kids hanging with other kids that can do the most wickedest stuff. And they don't feel any kind of remorse or regret. Somebody say run. It's going to keep our babies safe. And we wonder... We wonder why that baby done, had, done committed suicide. The baby done got herself into some stuff that she shouldn't have got herself into. She was around evil. Watch this. Because if we can be honest, I need y'all to hear this. Thieves want to remain hidden. Y'all hear that? They, they, they don't want any reproach. They don't want their stuff to be exposed. Those full of greed, watch this, don't want to change. They don't have any level of repentance. So however I can get it, if I got to get it out of the mud, if I got to get it from somebody else, those who are full of greed, they don't have a level of repentance. And watch this, and jealous people never consider their ways. There's no reverence for God. I, I don't even think about that I'm jealous of my brother or my sister because I have no level of reverence for God. Somebody say that's evil. Uh, and this is a sad reality as to why evil is present. Because much of it is as a result of personal decisions. You want this world to be delivered from evil? You want to be delivered from evil? Somebody say it starts with me. Because just, and hear this, because just as evil can dwell by the way of personal decisions, you can also be delivered from evil by way of personal decisions. I need us to consider the latter portion of our foundational text. The Bible says one departs from evil. In other words, evil dwells where there is no return to the Lord. Our prayer must be that we can see our ways and return to God. I got to make a decision. You know, the pastor can't make that decision for you. I can tell you all you want, daughter, that you're living in all kind of evil. But if you never return to God, you'll never be delivered from evil. The whole goal is to get us. God, thank you for sending reproach. God, thank you for convicting my heart. God, thank you. And this is why um, David said, um, restore the joy of my salvation. In other words, he's saying, I need another level of reverence for you so that on my own I can return to God. Ain't nobody dragging you to the altar. Ain't nobody saying that we need to have no deliverance service for you. You can have a deliverance service. Watch this. Somebody say, for yourself. It's a personal decision. But we got to first know where evil dwells. Let us stand to our feet. I don't know what you've been dealing with. 
I don't know where your heart is concerning something that you know you've done that is not right in the sight of God. Listen, I'm praying for myself this morning. There's no altar call. Matter of fact, we all are at the altar by our seats. Listen, we don't, we want God to cause us to return to him. I want us to start with our church. I don't know what nobody else is doing. I don't want us to shout and go back to sin. I don't want us to dance and still be demonic. I don't want us to lift our hands and watch this and not be holy. But I want it to start with us. This Pentecost Sunday, right? So Lord, send your power. Father, we thank you. We honor you, God, that you will send such a word like this. And God, we know you only send it because you love us. God, I need these people to know, God, that you sent me this word to minister to myself first. So I am not exempt. God, there is some level of evil in all of us. I know we don't like that, God. But as long as we're wrapped in flesh, we're trying to be perfected in you. Help us, God, to expose what is not like you. God, we reveal it unto you now. Get that on your heart. You know what you're doing. You know what's not of God. God, we lay it bare before you. God, we are not like Adam and Eve. We are not putting ourselves uh, garments around what needs to be exposed. But we lay them bare before you, God, we pray. Search our heart. Touch our heart. God, we lay it bare before you. Thank you for the reproach. And God, I pray now, God, for repentance. Touch every heart of every believer, beginning with this pastor. Touch my heart, God. Never let me get um, um, dull to sin. Let us not be complacent, God, with things that are not like you. Help us, God, to always be convicted. When we say something to our brother and sister that is not of God, convict us right away. God, when we do something, God, that we know that is not of you, God, convict us right away. But God, because where there is no repentance, God, men perish. We don't want to perish prematurely. But God, we want to repent. And God, we pray, God, for a level of reverence. Let church not be casual to us. Let worship to you, God, not be a routine to us. Let prayer not be a duty, God, but we do it, God, because we love you. And God, if we love you, God, there's some things that we just won't say. Some things we just won't do. God, there's some places that we just won't go. God, remove the taste from our lips. Give us such a fear, God, that we won't even put it towards our lips. Give us such a fear, God, that we won't even put that address in our GPS. Give us that kind of fear. We fear you, God. Don't find us to be as fools before you. And God, I pray, God, that we return to you. Revival is a returning to you. God, what we're witnessing in this land is causing us to be depressed, discouraged, even deterred in this journey. But God, we pray, God, that it starts with these in this place, that we return to you, that we love on you. And God, that we might be in fellowship with you and not evil. And every believer in this place that believe, that desires really to live for God and to run from evil. Say thank God. And amen. 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 Give God a hand clap of praise. <laughs> Hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence. Ooh, deliver us from evil, God. Help your people, God, we pray. Help your people, God, we pray. Deliver us from evil, God. Help your people, God. Even, God, the stuff, God, that we think is minimal, God, deliver us from evil. God, we want to be pleasing before your sight. Help your people, God. Cause us not to approach you in any kind of way. We need you, God. We need you. We need you. We need you. I'm confident that you didn't stumble upon this podcast by accident because God is sovereign. 
And whenever our sovereign God sends us a message for a reason, he wants us to respond. My prayer is that you respond by allowing the word to be planted in you so that it produces God's will for your life. Until next time, strive to not simply come to church, but to become the church.